1: Jules with US in summer mornings, taking a walk down memory lane, yeah in better times when the West Indies cricketers or West Indies cricket team was a test match powerhouse. Your favourite memories, your favourite players? 0457736736. Of course, Australia. Take on the West Indies in Adelaide in the first of two tests that gets underway tomorrow. Nice to see a daytime test match in Adelaide for a change. It is going to be a tough time for the visitors as we anticipate. But Aussie fans are also going to get a glimpse of the post-warner era. We have a new opener, which Absolutely no one had in the picture, bar the man himself a few weeks back, and that man's number four spot taken by a gentleman described as a generational cricketer, Peter Lawler from the Australian and SEN Cricket is on the line right now. Morning, Pete. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm very well, mate. You know, we're talking about running through this West Indies team and, and not recognising the names. It wasn't always like that. And I said at the top of the show, I remember vividly, you know, Curtly Ambrose's spell of seven for one in Perth, 93, where he just ripped through that middle order. Was, was absolutely frightening. You know, it'd be nice to sort of a return to the heady days of West Indies cricket. Uh, no, no.
0: no. <laughs> I'm, I'm traumatised from the memory of growing up, watching West Indian cricketers, bully Australian cricketers. Mm. It, it was terrifying when they came out and they always seemed to be here. Poor yeah. old AB. I think he, I think he played the West Indies in ten consecutive tests. Mm. I mean, and you know, and that's ten consecutive tests of, of blokes trying to kill you. Um, no, they were, they were fantastic cricketers and that seven for one, that lives in memory, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: Although I don't
0: think Ian Healy would like replays of the shots that he played in that particular collapse. Yes. <laughs> sort of a, a yes. shutter had gone through the group oh. again. Might have just been backing away a little bit there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Wouldn't
1: be the um, only one. Vintage Perth uh, pitch too. I wouldn't beat. mind
0: seeing them competitive though.
1: Yeah, <laughs> competitive well though. Yeah. Just, just on that, I mean look again, it's I think the batting is gonna struggle against our quicks in this talk about a a slightly bouncier Adelaide pitch than usual, but you know, we saw what Kemar Roach did as a young up-and-comer to, to Ricky back in 2010. You know, Alzari Joseph's been around for a while. Shamar Joseph, our colleague Barat, had, had been watching him closely, said he's got a bit of spunk about him. Can, can you see some kind of diamond in the rough emerging here?
0: Yeah, well, Shamar is, uh, I think, he might be the one that you. I mean, it's very hard to know, isn't it, on the evidence mm. of those two games. um wasn't exactly the strongest 11 that they were playing against. You keep your fingers crossed, don't you? Oh, look. Uh, I don't know, maybe I'm being Pollyanna here, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that there's uh, that, that awkwardness when you don't know other players, when, when they're new and they're on the scene, they can trip you up early. So, you know, bowlers don't really know where a batter's weak, weakness is. And uh, and and, 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 the, and the bowlers can really be uh, something of a surprise to the Australian batters. I mean, Smithy said yesterday, Steve Smith, that he hadn't... He, he had to go off and do his homework and, and work out how much these guys mm. bowl. So they're an unknown. So there is an element of surprise to it. Uh, they were strong in Perth last year, the, the West Indies side. But as we know, they're, they're coming off a low base, aren't they? Yeah,
1: yeah. You just reminded me there about doing research in the opposition when AB, I think, first faced... Murally he thought he was a leg spinner. He would have <laughs> confounded <laughs> right. confounded yeah. many. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, Peter, I bumped you briefly at the SCG, and then later that day, you reported in your column that Steve Smith could be an opening option, and it took everyone by surprise. It left a lot of us saying, "Steve Smith, really?" And here we are. And judging by the man's reaction, he he seems excited. He's all in on this new role.
0: You know, you wonder how we honestly how we can be so collectively dumb. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody comes and says to me, What about Steve Smith? I go, Steve Smith? Oh, hang on a minute. Gee, that just might work. And then, and then so yeah, I'd heard, you know, that was floating around. And so I, I heard word back from Smith that he was keen to do it. And I knew that he'd been saying that, but people hadn't been taking him seriously. But the more I thought about it, the more sense it made for all sorts of reasons. One, to reinvigorate Steve Smith. Who is becalmed, and as my colleague Gideon Hay wrote the other day in his excellent Substack, um, he's like a singer who's got, forgotten the words to his hit song. You look <laughs> at him out there and you see, yeah. it's familiar, but uh, yeah, it's, it's slipped away. And, and all this bleating from, from uh, West Australians in particular, but all these people going on about this decision, I don't get it. I don't get it. like... Don't you, don't you think Cameron Green deserves a place in the Australian mm. test team? Yep. Cameron yep. Green has averaged 66 since moving up the order in Sheffield Shields. I think that's across 18 matches. He's a mile better than the other candidates. Yep. He's taken 30 test wickets. Yep. He's the best gully fielder in the world. What, and you're squawking because he, he's in the side.
1: It, I mean, well, strange. Are you going to pull him
0: out and put in somebody because they're allegedly a specialist opener? I don't get it. I'm sorry.
1: Mm. Yeah, and think about it is, and when you drill down on the numbers and you find out that when Smith has come in in the first two overs and basically been a de facto opener, he averages over 100. When he comes in the first 10 yeah. overs, he averages over 60. So he's, he's no stranger to facing the new ball. And it, it seems to me they almost sort of put him there... Oh, Look, I won't say by default because he wanted to do it, but they were that desperate to get Green back in the side. Green now occupies his coveted number four spot. He gets the West Indies. He gets New Zealand. He's got what he wants. Uh, It's his chance now to to seize this with both hands and repay the faith. And then, as you mentioned, Pete, in the process, quell all those outraged West Australians.
0: (laughs) Hey, and what did West Australia want? Cameron Green not to play? I mean, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Um, I don't understand that. I mean, all due respect to Mark Tarras, who's a very good cricketer, and Bancroft and Renshaw. But I'm sorry, they're just not as good as Cameron Green. And you mm-hmm. cannot afford to have a talent like that hanging around mixing cordial. He's yeah. just too good. He's got to be in the team somehow. And if, it, and if in some way reinvigorates Steve Smith, well, that's a bonus.
1: The Adelaide pitch suggestion is going to be a bit bouncier than usual. Have you got any more more mail on that, and sort of what side of wicket, what type of wicket we might get?
0: Uh, well, it's a few days out, but look, the, the, it's really hot in Adelaide. It's that clear all day sun, you know, low to mid thirties every day. That's going to be baking it hard underneath. I mean, we all pretend we're experts on these pitches, but I don't know. Uh, it's going to have the same length of grass on it that it usually has for pink ball, red ball, which is an interesting situation, I think. But uh, we have, there's, a, there's a fair bit of uh, faith in, in Damien Hoff over here as, as a curator. I think he's one of the more respected curators in the world. And he's an expert on the drop-ins. Curiously, I asked him yesterday whether um, he prefers drop-ins to established wickets. Because if you have a look at it now, the drop-ins are pretty good around yeah. Australia. They've been very good this mm. summer. He didn't want to answer that question. So I suspect the answer is he still likes your, <laughs> your, your traditional centre square to work with, which will probably get the, uh, gets the curator out of green room in the winter and into the <laughs> open. They probably like that.
1: Yeah. Do, they still, do they still hovercraft in the drop-ins like they did in the World Series cricket days, Pete?
0: <laughs> I don't think they do anymore. No, Okay. I'm not sure. No, no. I've never been here for the drop for when they move it in. They tend to have it in by the time I get here. Mm.
1: It's going to be a fascinating contest. Fascinating to see Smith opening the batting and, and then green at four. Um, so, you know, if we expect it to be a one-sided contest, um, that gives us something else, a little subplot in and around this two-test series in which to write about and indeed to talk about. Great to catch up as always, Pete. We'll catch all your great work in the Australian and we'll continue to hear you on SEN Cricket. Enjoy day. See ya. There he is. Peter Lawler from the Australian 0457 736 736 is the text line number. And happy to take your calls from 1300 01 11 70. You're on in Summer Mornings.